Welcome to Rap in Order, the interrogation of a hip-hop album, where we take some of the culture's most beloved hip-hop albums, put them on the stand, see if they stood the test of time. Now let's see who we got on the stand today. These are their stories. And welcome back to another episode of Rap in Order. I'm First Class Reg. I'm Torian B. Today, we're getting into the third studio album from J-Rock. You know him as a member of the TDE family. Um, this one was released, obviously, like I just said, Top Dog Entertainment and Interscope came out in 2018. It was one of my personal favorites from 2018. Um, you had some production on here from Mike Will, you had Boy Wonder, Soundwave, Hit Boy. Um, you had some features, really good features from J. Cole, Jeremiah, Mozzie, T. Grizzly, Future, um, Kendrick, of course. This is, the album was actually led by the single, um, King's Dead which was also on the Black Panther soundtrack um, that TDE executive produced. Um, and yeah, this album has some w really well-rounded moments. I think that J-Rock really gets overlooked when it comes to TDE because, you know, you have such a powerhouse like Kendrick and then you have SZA. You have some star-studded people on TDE, but um, I think... And even Ab Soul comes up a lot before J-Rock does and, and, um, and Schoolboy. Right. But I don't think... J Rock has put out a disappointing album yet. This was this was really well rounded. He really got a chance to really showcase his skills as far as you know the potential to be commercial, but also hold his own and stay true to his roots. Um, what do you think of this album? I think this album was incredible. Um, I was a huge fan of the album previous to this one, mm -hmm. um, nine oh oh five nine. Yeah, and I think I wrote. I did a review. Yeah, I did a review for that one. So when this project came out, like um, I expected more, more like um, South Central based, like sounding topics and stuff like that, and we still got that, but like they went for it, and like mm -hmm. we got the big sound, mm -hmm. and we got like the, like, so remember they had the tour, yeah. So they had the tour, and like I was supposed to go to the tour, but I missed it. Um, but I've like seen like watched videos on YouTube. And I just want to give you guys like the setting, like the whole setting of it was like like a high school pep rally. So like when he would come out and close the show mm -hmm. and perform when when and like Kendrick would come out as his hype man, it was kind of like I felt like this album was a lot of like because Kendrick was very very instrumental in this album. Mm -hmm. um, it was kind of like Kendrick returning the favor because mm -hmm. J Rock took Kendrick he took, he took and, and them on, on tour and everything like that. Yeah. And like Kendrick came in, and I think that it helped him like a lot tremendously, like to like crossover commercial, mm -hmm. because like those two songs, those two big songs that he had, were crossover. The Kings did, and and Win were basically on commercials. I want to say like NBA. they had they had they had M NBA promo. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a, a NFL commercial, a Super Bowl commercial, and I just think it just put J Rock on the map. And I think the only thing that slowed him down was that that motorcycle accident that he had. Yeah, the motorcycle accident was actually before this album. The, okay. The, yeah, it was um, it was maybe two years before this album. Cause, really? Yeah, 2016 okay. was the accident, and then 2018. So that was the whole idea behind the the album being called Redemption, because he he even talks about it on the title track with um with SZA, 
about I don't like, know why I thought I'm sorry. I don't know mm-hmm. why I thought the motorcycle accident was after mm-hmm. this project, but okay. Yeah, it was before and like th- this is around the time when people were really looking for for J Rock. Like, yo, like what's going on? And then he had his accident in twenty sixteen. It slowed, understandably so, like everything mm-hmm. down. But on the title track with SZA, he kind of gets into it a little bit where he talks about like literally feeling like he's seeing the light because he's about to die. And um, and like the surgeon's coming in and he had all this internal bleeding and like it was a really, really bad accident and he survived it. You know, yeah, I listened to this album wrong for years. I swear to God, like I. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I really thought like I was like, wow, man, this is a lot of, a lot of foreshadowing. <laughs> Oh, that's... yeah, nah, nah, bro, yeah, because he his accident was a year after his debut, because that debut, um, nine zero zero five nine, came out in twenty fifteen, and then his accident was in twenty sixteen. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so his career was kind of, kind of on a standstill, and then he came out with this, and um, I've always been a J Rock fan because he gives me, J Rock gives me like Meek Mill, grown Meek Mill energy. Like where mm-hmm. it's like supercharged up, but um, but the lyrics, you know, like I feel like Meek tries to get you there with just his voice, and the lyrics will come second because he knows people are gonna be amped up. I don't feel like J Rock misses a beat. Like he'll try to, he'll give you the voice and he'll give you the quality in his lyrics. Right. So um, I think, I think he's he's really dope in that sense. And then even just the fact that. He was the one that was supposed to be spearheading um, TDE. He was supposed to be the flagship he was, artist he was for the TDE. First one I got the deal. Yeah, they went through all the bumps and bruises. Like he's the first child, mm-hmm. essentially. Like yeah. they went through all the mistakes and bumps and bruises with him, and they learned the music industry mm-hmm. because of the relationships they had. Like um, I remember, um, you know, because I think him and Tyrese is from the same neighborhood. Okay, so from Watts. He was, he was yeah, he was from Watts. So he was on Tyrese's album early, mm-hmm. and like I was like, yo, I like this J Rock dude. That's how I, I learned about J Rock was through Tyrese, my mm-hmm. man Black Todd. Shout out Black Todd. You know what I'm saying? Fast Family. You know? <laughs> so, um, yeah, like I, I learned who he was, and then like I was just like, all right, cool. Like I'm a I'm a fan of J Rock. Like mm-hmm. I like this dude. He's come out the West Coast, and it seemed like he was like a a. a like he was giving me the, he gave me the same energy that game gave me. That he just didn't talk a lot. Yeah, like yeah. And I like that. I was like, yo, game didn't like do all this extra shit. Like I actually probably would be a bigger fan of game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I mean, the knock on game is more so his personality and not his music. Right. Um. People, people usually really like his albums. Yeah. So I, I, get, I guess I yeah. see what you mean. Like yeah, J Rock, J Rock like gives you. A perspective like everybody i think um because like you know we're like east coast midwest guys right mm-hmm. when we listen to rappers from the west coast like california just seems like some like faraway place they have palm trees like mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying it really rains and shit like that and like they're like telling their stories that are happening like in like the in the, in the hood in the ghetto and like their projects are completely different from the projects that we're used to so yeah when you hear someone telling like the stories of like what it's like in their neighborhood and like the trials and tribulations that they go through like it's kind of like hard because it's like you think like LA is paradise. So yeah, like, but like they like when they're able to like cut through and like make you like feel like you right there. Like I think like that, that really like tells like the story. It's like okay, this is a like when I like to, I like to when I listen to West Coast rappers, I like to always think that John Singleton is directing their their um visual mm-hmm. and like they're just telling that like they wrote it. Though. Yeah, yeah. 
So it's like through their lens. So it's like I'm watching like a snowfall or boys in the hood or even fucking baby boy. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm I'm like, oh, okay. Or poetic justice. Like, I'm like, I'm getting this version from these guys, like, you know, updated. So with this album, when I listen to not when I listen to 90059 and I listen to Redemption, that's what I like to do when I close my eyes and I listen to J Rock rap. Yeah. He gives me that perspective. I know good kid Mass City. Was supposed to give you that perspective, but maybe because J Rock's coming from an older perspective, mm-hmm. I understand a little bit better. Yeah, I get that. And and Kendrick's album was obviously it was more polished in a way that it was a front to back story, mm-hmm. and this is stories over the length of a still very cohesive album. Mm-hmm. Um, so so it still works either way. Um, what are your takeaways from? You know, like we said, we do we we did mention that he has some big features on here. So mm-hmm. he has his song with J Cole, which I kind of sometimes I forget. It's a, it's such a like it's such a great treat on the album because you know I don't think J Cole and I think J Rock, and this worked really well for me. Yeah, I think like you know J Cole having that strong relationship with with them, like mm-hmm. being around and stuff like that in the studio, I think is something that like really makes it easier. And like J Cole is like a rapper's rapper. Yeah. Yeah, um, and I think J. Cole can kind of build a relationship with anybody when he raps. It's yeah. he's he's just getting better and better, man. It's crazy. I agree. Um and I I listen to East Coast to uh, East Side Tales a lot. Mm-hmm. Cause East Side Tales kinda gives me like it's kinda re- reminiscent of um a lot of early Ice Cube. Okay. So like he would like kinda like do the same thing, like basically just telling you a story of a kid in the ghetto growing up mm-hmm. and like something happening. And I mean I'm like, damn, like you know, like they using like the video game noises on the sample and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and I'm just like, oh shit! Like this, this is definitely giving like Ice Cube inspired kind of like boys in the hood lyrics. Yeah, so, it's kind of dope. Um, the project also has like some foreshadowing to Baby Keem's uh, as an artist because Keem got production credits on here. He right. actually produced uh, Rotation and he produced um, Knock It Off, which is the third track. Right. So um, this was before people really. Big head leaned Keem. into yeah, people really leaned into um to Keem as an artist, you know. I think and I think Keem is how Kendrick stays tapped in because he talks about how he doesn't have a phone and stuff like that. Keem is young, you know, mm-hmm. so he's out here, he has to be out here. Um but yeah, I think also some other highlights on here. Tap out with Jeremiah. Yeah. Jeremiah can always give you one. Yeah, he's always, always like, give you one. It's just yeah, and it's funny because like um for a while, BJ BJ the Chicago kid was like the resident like yeah. R&B hook guy for yeah. TDE, and then out of nowhere, um, they started working with Jeremiah more. Like mm-hmm. it's like it was like uh, Anderson. Like and I know Schoolboy Q was the one that was kind of like bringing them in the fold a, little, a mm-hmm. lot more, but it was like Anderson mm-hmm. Pop got like a lot of love. BJ the Chicago kid, and I was like Jeremiah. Like they kind of like going through like they rounds of like who they like working with in their rotations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's some, and even getting to his storytelling on this, like, um, you know, the bloodiest kicking this album album off the way that that kicked off. The Bitch, bloodiest, where? Yeah. <laughs> um, the bloodiest was produced by Boy Wonder and Jake One. What an amazing combo. Um, because those drums are insane, mm-hmm. and I know that's probably Boy Wonder on that. No doubt about that. And um, for what it's worth, and. Man, there's just so many highlights on this. Where do you how do you rank this as far as TDE albums? Do you think and do you from like worst exclude to, excluding Kendrick or like, Yeah, we gotta exclude Kendrick. Alright, so we exclude Kendrick, right? I I put this album 
Well, uh, for me, Habits and Contradictions, excluding Kendrick, is the best TDE album. Okay. Okay. By Schoolboy. Um, like, to me, like, without a shadow of a doubt. Right? Um, I don't, like, so with... Uh, but Absol, his projects, um, like I, I think a lot of his early mixtapes on, um, uh, what is it, uh, something mentality. Oh, and then control system. Yeah, control system, right? So you got control system. I think that that would be second. So I could argue that uh, redemption would, would would lie in the top five. Okay. Because uh, I, I I think nine nine double o five nine. Is it's still like superior? His best one. Yeah, I think I I really I really fuck with nine double five nine. So, hmm. um, this album though is, I'll say that this album probably to me personally, commercially, did like of of besides Kendrick did 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 more like I was more in my face and like I like and like organically it wasn't yeah. like for it wasn't like a machine behind it it was like. These records were like ringing off, and like you know, it just like it just because it had the team aspect, like it just mm-hmm. made sense to like go hand in hand with sports. Yeah, I think, um, and that's that. Um, that's very well put. I think this this album has the perfect balance of what I like in rap albums, where you know I do want to see the artists overextend themselves and go a little further, try to get that commercial appeal, but also still bring them in just to their world, mm-hmm. right? And without without selling out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what this album did. And that's why I like it so much because J-Rock didn't have to compromise his sound or the way that he is. The most he stepped out of bounds was the song with Jeremiah. And it's a good song because mm-hmm. it, it's it has like this, um, this element to it that can cross over. But then not really because Jeremiah isn't necessarily a crossover artist. Like he's not, but he'll give you that sound. Yeah. He'll give you that sound that you're looking for, but he's not going to cross over. Um, the most he did was lean on his relationship with Kendrick. Like, Wild Freestyle? The Wild freestyle, freestyle was great, and I think that the only thing that I wish is that, like, we had all of Black Hippie on the album. I think, like, mm-hmm. as as fans, we should get, like, a, a Black Hippie posse crut on each one of their solo albums. I think so, too. I think yeah. we deserve that much. We know we're not going to get the Black Hippie album. It's gone. But I think that every solo album that you men put out, we should get a Black Hippie fucking posse cut from mm-hmm. you gentlemen. Yeah, I think it's only right. And I, I don't even think, I don't know how the relationship is today. They seem like they still fuck with each other individually. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why they're so reluctant to to do it. I think one of them flat out said, no, we're never going to get a Black Hippie <laughs> school, school Schoolboy Q. Yeah. yeah. He was like, nah, we're never going to get that. And I mean, it's okay. Like, I guess. I think... Uh... I think as time goes on, like they have different obligations now, and like they have the ability to say no to a lot of shit. At mm-hmm. one point, they all lived in Top Dog's house, mm-hmm. so it was like they all they ate together, they did everything together. You know, they went to sleep at the same time, woke up at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I think now, like they're all grown men, and like they're making their own money, and they know like what they bring to the table. So they're like, nah, like you know, what I'm saying I gotta take care of my people and do this and that. But I definitely do think that. Um, I definitely do think that probably of all of them, I, I would say that like J Rock is probably the closest to top and punch. Yeah, because like I know like they're like all from the same neighborhood and shit. Mm-hmm. So you know, I just think it's just one of those things where it's like, you know, I, I feel like they can you know wrangle and well get everything that they need out of him for the project and, and get shit done. It's not that hard. Agreed. Yeah, I think I think he is. Um... 
I do just want to see this second leg of TDE. I want to see what else they have brewing because, you know, they just lost their biggest artist. Mm-hmm. Kendrick is doing his own thing with PG Lang. Right. Um, so I want to see who steps up to, well, I guess Scissor's the flagship artist now. Yeah, well, yeah. Scissor's, yeah. Yeah, excluding rap, if we just yeah. say overall artists, like Scissor is SZA, like the Attention! I think Absol is trying to. I think Absol understands now that he has like um the weight on his shoulders because, and I don't even think it's like like a bad weight, but like he wants to like carry the flag now for for being the top rapper out of TDE because now he's like I can get all the attention now. Mm-hmm. Like I like you know before it was everything was put in Kendrick. Kendrick can't hear no more. Now what we want? Yeah, like, I keep going. Even like with signing new artists, like you still want to be able to show them like hey like. We have Absol here, one of the best lyricists that you can think of. And we have SZA, like, you know what I'm saying? One of the best songstresses ever, you know, mm-hmm. like today. So I think that's a good selling point. I think record labels now are looked at like, you know, like sports franchises. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why why, why would I want to sign with this label? Like, what, you know, what is a, is a glimmering point? Like, your, your star, your Michael Jackson just left. So, yeah, I think that, that means something. And I think J-Rock being... Um, a cornerstone of the label also matters. Yeah, I think so too. And um, and J Rock even giving us a prelude to his greatness. Everybody remembers his Money Trees verse. So um, you know, for whatever reason, I think Money Trees, his feature on Money Trees, was supposed to put more eyes on J Rock, and I think it kind of didn't at that time. I don't think people associated him with that verse. Um. I see it as twofold. Like people, people obviously because Kendrick blacked on Money Trees, but like I think that J Rock's verse on Money Trees was was hell. But it's just that he didn't out rap Kendrick. You don't think he did? I thought he did. I don't think so. I think people talked about Kendrick's verse more than they did about J Rock's verse. J Rock's verse. All right, t- I, I agree with you. J Rock's verse was incredible. So I'm not saying that, but I don't think that people think that. I think that people were so enamored with Kendrick at that time that they didn't even like. That's it, the it was thing. That's, I think that's what it was. People were just enamored with Kendrick at the time, that they yeah, that they overlooked how how great his verse was. So mm-hmm. I'm not yeah, I agree with you that J Rock outrapped him, but a lot of people didn't think that. Like that that's never been the conversation or the mm-hmm. debate, and that's rare. Like usually, like remember like when Beanie Siegel would outrap Jay. Yeah. People, yeah. At one point, people were arguing like, "Yo, on here we go again." Like you know what I'm saying? Like um, once again, it's on. I mean. Like, they were like, yo, like, he got Jay. Like, mm-hmm. they always would say that. And I think the dynamic with him and J-Rock is is just that, like, people just wouldn't give J-Rock his flowers when it came to that, those 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 times. Yeah. And um, and is there any moment on this album that you're, that's a dip-off for you? Um, Troopers. Hmm. And that's right after the King, King's Dead. So, like, that... Um, Broke plus minus. I think that's what, how you mm-hmm. say the song. Uh, that one kind of like so tracks nine and ten were kind of down points for me, and then it picks back up because of wild freestyle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, out of sight, out of mind. I like because obviously, um, I'm like, oh shit, like J Cole, like that, mm-hmm. like kind of like was my my thing right there. Mm-hmm. But um, it it was mainly just like troopers and broke plus minus is what kind of like. Was a dip, and then like you know the wild freestyle kind of picked it back up. Mm-hmm. It, I, and then I'll be honest, like and this even this makes it even funnier. And I think like this this also is why like I didn't realize like oh shit the accident happened before this. I read the, read the, the the title track, mm-hmm. 
You didn't like it? Yeah. I don't know. I, okay. So I think with you knowing about the accident and everything now, now I got to re-listen to it. Like all these years, it? I listen to it like, yeah. damn, like this nigga's sad. I yeah. ain't talking like this. Yeah. Like, yeah. But like, I didn't take that into account and I think yeah. that's why I didn't hit. Yeah. When you listen to it now, I think it's going to be a little different. Okay. Yeah. I mean, and I, and I, I can admit that, but I'm just keeping it a stack with you. I had no... <laughs> Thought process like I don't know why because it's like they didn't reveal that J Rock had that accident until after this project. It wasn't before this project. It, well, I think they they used that to kind of fuel putting the album out. But nah, they talked about it. It's just that J Rock isn't a like big artist, so it wasn't everywhere. Yeah, it, you're right. I just it. like I just I'm like yeah. Like I remember like hearing about it afterwards, and like even like for this album because I know this album. I didn't feel like to deep dive and do the research. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I'm just like, damn, T. Yeah. Like, you know, like you you did bad because like you didn't even think to do it because I'm just like, yeah, I know he had the accident. He had the accident. Mm-hmm. You know, it happened after this, whatever, mm-hmm. like that. That's why we haven't got another project yet. But no, this happened before this project. I didn't even realize it because like he did interviews, but like he re- like his interviews aren't memorable. Mm-hmm. So it's nothing that you like reference back to or remember. He's like, very much to himself. Like man. we know he did Big Boy. Like I remember, yeah. I remember got a search of it and, and I know he did the Big Boy interview. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I just think it's one of those things. I don't think did they come? To, I don't think they came to New York and did nothing. But they might have. I know he didn't do Breakfast Club though. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure if he did Breakfast Club. I can. We, we'll probably have to look that up. Okay. But I think overall, um, probably broke. Yeah, number ten, the broke uh, plus minus joint. Uh, I'm not really that big of a fan of it. I, mm-hmm. If I had to nitpick, but that would probably be the only song that okay. that I don't that I don't really like that much. Which says a lot for a 15 track album, and yeah. it's a and it's a really great closer. He got a song oh, with yeah. uh, the other side. with Mozzie and um in December. Um, it's produced by produced by Cardo. You hear them fucking cowbells. Here we go. You know it's Cardo. Here we um, go. that's a that's a great one, and I think I think it just overall. He kind of left me wanting more, to be honest. And I was waiting for, I'm still waiting for his follow up to this. He's been, I think he's been more, more on social media. So I think something is coming soon. Yeah, I think so. I think I think probably end of this year, end of 2023, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll hear from J Rock. Mm-hmm. We'll and, at least get a single. And um, hmm, do you think do you think about him when you think about these West Coast artists? No, he doesn't come to mind. Unfortunately, I don't. And, hmm. and that, I think that's because, like, he kind of, like, stays in his TDE bubble. Like, even <clears throat> even with Abso. Abso, like, you know, he battle raps, like, with, with Daylight. Even though Daylight is kind of, like, TDE family and stuff like that. Yeah. And Abso is known for, like, freestyle and battle rapping with other people. But, like, it feels like J-Rock is, like, in some kind of, like, bubble. So I don't compare him mm-hmm. with other artists. Like, you'll never, like, go to another record and hear J-Rock. Yeah. Like Schoolboy Q, like he he made a, like a ridiculous amount of friends. Yeah. And Kendrick is just in that in that on that Mount Rushmore where you're gonna compare him to his other peers. Yeah. Yeah. J Rock is like is like is and like he, he's like the good soldier, mm-hmm. and he's in that bubble. Yeah. I think in a sense, and that's kind of how Abso was right because he's realizing it now that he wants to step into uh-huh. stardom. Um. When um he had an interview where he was like, Yo, I wanna I just realized that I just want I wanna be a star now. Yeah. And um, you know, niggas is joking like, Yeah, it's probably too late. But, <laughs> you know, he has his name, he's been out for a minute, he has the legacy of T D E. His newest album, people were saying, are is his best album. 
you yeah. know, people are saying like, yeah. yeah, I think the thing that sucks is this album came at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. So when people talk about albums at the end of 2023, that doesn't, it's, it's going to be forgotten because it came out so late but yeah. then it's still so early. Like mm-hmm. it's something that people going to have to like remind people about when they talk about it. Yeah, I think so too. We, and that sucks. That's that's the thing about fourth quarter drops. Yeah. Um, but with the J Rock album, you wanna you wanna give your rating? You yeah. Got? Um, for this album, I give it a three and a half out of five waffles. I give it three and a half out of five waffles because it's it's a great listen. Like mm-hmm. I I can get through the entire album. Um, I have those two tracks where it kind of dipped off for me. Um, obviously, like he you know he kind of like gets personal and everything like that. But like the album. It doesn't stand out to me, like it stands out to me because of the two major singles, well, three singles, mm-hmm. well, three songs, because two are singles, one is a song. So the Wild mm-hmm. Freestyle, um, uh, um, King's Dead, King's Dead, and When, mm-hmm. right? Like when I think about this album, but I don't think about the album like I do nine oh oh five nine. Okay, and nine nine double oh five nine, I do need to revisit because um. I was so enamored with this album when it came out. It, it just came out at, at a time. And for 2018, it was one of my favorite albums. Mm. Um, I give this a four and a half out of five. Ooh. I really, really enjoy this album. I think J-Rock um, has stayed true to his sound, like I said. And um, and I want to see where else he goes. And I like when he collabs with other people. Like uh, around this time frame too, Juicy J had him, had him on his album. Um, the hustle continues. I think it was called. I never listened to that album, so obviously I wouldn't know. That was a that was a good album. I, I, I listen to everything Juicy J comes out with. That nigga dropped the album recently with Lex Luger. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> I listened to it though. Um, but no, I encourage everybody to to get into this album. I think I think it's one of it's a it's a great solid representation of TDE as as a label and for and as their MCs. Like he's. One of their greats, as far as like in line of rappers, I don't think they have any weak links anyway. But I think this really helps uphold their name for having superior MCs. Um, check it out. Let us know what you think. I'm First Class Reg. No, I'm Torian B. And we out of here. Catch you guys next time. Dun, dun.